This is our second psalm that we've addressed here in the last two weeks. And uh, this one is about help, calling for help and receiving help. And it's called a helping psalm, but it's also called a lament. And there are many laments in our psalms. Lamenting is like what Woody Allen once said about death. I'm not afraid of death, he said. I just don't want to be there when it happens. He jokes about it, but it was, you know, a little edgy in terms, it's the process of dying that Woody Allen didn't want to face. And perhaps we are not afraid to face the source of our lament, but we'd rather not show up for the lamenting. The process of lament, the process of grief, can actually be more terrifying sometimes than the loss itself. We don't want to have that feeling of water up to our neck. And when you're up to your neck and you can't take any more, then what do you do? We don't want to sink in the mire without a foothold. Who will come to our aid and help us. That's the experience we don't want to go through. I was out on a very nice golf course, somewhat like in a day today. The sun was shining. It was a beautiful morning. I was with a large group of retirees. There were lots of water along the, many of the holes that we played. And as usual, I faded a long iron to the right off the fairway, out into uh, what looked like some marshy soil. And as I approached the area where I thought the ball had gone, I spied a lovely white ball on some brownish turf just a few steps away. And I carefully looked at everything. It sure looked secure and solid and firm possibly just a little bit marshy. I might get my shoes a little wet or maybe a little muddy. And so I carefully, attentively just put one foot into the soft turf. And things were going well until I put all my weight into that foot and I went all the way down up to my hip. Yes, with my left leg still on land. And the cleats of my golf shoes hanging on for dear life. It was like quicksand. And I could only think of one thing to do, and that was to yell, Save me, God! <laughs> well, really, that's not what I yelled. I yelled out to my partner, who was 100 yards away looking for his ball. Of course, it's never in the same place. And I yelled loudly, and I waved with my club, and I had to live with the embarrassment as he pulled me out of that mucky water. Mostly, though, I have to admit I was genuinely grateful. For a minute, I thought I was in real trouble. I could see the headline flash before my eyes. Pastor, coveting golf ball, drowns in shallow marsh. <laughs> Because 
I really thought for a moment I wasn't going to get out. And I was afraid that no one would hear my call. I had that strong sense of what it might feel like to be up to my neck and not able to get out. I can't rely on my height for everything, you know. (laughs) It might have been deeper than I could stand. And that's the image in this psalm. It has strong images of drowning and terror and flood and chaos. There are violent enemies and there are tormentors. Imagine that the drunkards are at the gates are singing songs about you. What torment that might be like. And human evil on this psalm. And there are scoffers and there are insults and all saying that faith is folly. Folly was so much a common reaction to the Christian message. As believers began to express their faith to the community, folly was so much a common reaction that the Apostle Paul brought it into his own theology when he was talking about our faith. He brought it into his own teaching. He said to the church in Corinth, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We have to admit that Christians do look foolish when we have faith in being saved. Despite the circumstances that we experience and everyone else experiences too, we are led by the Spirit to express trust. And in this psalm, after all this lamenting, and I encourage you to go back home and read it again and look at all the different phrases, the writer still appeals to God and God's steadfast love. At the acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from the deep waters. They're experiencing difficulties. They feel like they're sinking in the mire. They're facing deep waters, and yet they still express trust in the steadfast love of God. Lamenting is a good thing. Some people believe in a good cry. People say, go have a good cry, you'll feel better. I think that's true. There is a cathartic effect. There's some therapy and healing properties and having a darn good cry. But the lamenting of this psalm is much more than that. It is a statement of faith that God is big enough to deliver. God is present, and that is the good in lamenting, that God is present. We are disoriented, but God is not. 
God has a plan. We know that life is not well-ordered. It's chaotic. But God brings order out of the chaos. God is the source of all possibilities. We believe all of our possibilities are brought out. But God is the creator of all those possibilities still have not yet been seen. God surprises us. Even an agnostic might say, I have no proof in God, but I'm open to the surprise. We know that the surprise is coming. We've seen the surprise in the resurrection of our Lord. Well, when we're stuck in the mire, God helps us out and moves us to a new place. God's strong arm pulls us out and sets our feet on a rock. Amen.